Today, we will ask, or rather we will try to find out whether companies are eager to be ethical, even if they do not feel the pressure of a potential investigation or regulatory sanction. If you're a compliance professional, then Compliance Man is here to help you figure out what to focus on and how within your organization. Join your host, Tim kazanoff Bateroff, the Compliance Man, for three minutes of condensed compliance awesomeness. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you back to a new season of Compliance Man. This season is called True or False. In this series, I'm joined by my colleague, Tim kazanoff Bateroff, a compliance practitioner who focuses on compliance at international markets and has done so for over 20 years. Based on his work experience in six countries as an in-house compliance officer, Tim now consults senior managers and compliance officers globally on complex ethics and compliance matters. On top of that, Tim is a co-founder of the Compliance Club, an international community of practitioners who meet periodically, and I'm privileged to join uh, occasionally to share best practices and trends with Tim and his colleagues. You can learn more about Tim, his Compliance Man Illustrated series, which is a lot of fun. I would also ask you to check that out. His YouTube channel and request advice from him by clicking the link that will appear at the end of the show notes. In this podcast series, we take on a different issue with Tim each episode, a hot, often very provocative topic from the corporate real-life agenda that Tim has experienced in his 20 years of practice, and we find out if it's true or false. It will be a tough and straightforward talk. We would invite you to participate in these discussions by commenting on each podcast and even proposing topics for the True or False series. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me, and let's discuss this very provocative topic. In my practices, I have seen cases when managers even were not aware about FCPA language, but still acted in line with anti-corruption principles. There is no need for special law or fear of being punished to act ethically in any part of the world. Tom, no need for further discussion. For sure, the statement on necessity to have risk of investigation to be ethical is a false statement. United Kingdom has the Bribery Act. Brazil has the Clean Companies Act. Uh, France now has Sapondu. Uh, but each one of these laws enforcement practices demonstrates that companies could be unethical. It's, but that's really just statistics. Sometimes it's hard to define what constitutes a bribe if there's no specific law about it. So for instance, behavior that a particular company might define as ethical uh, might be in substance corruption. What are your views on those points? Well, Tom, at some extent, I will agree with you. Obviously, rules setting at the company level should be just tailoring of the applicable anti-corruption laws. However, there are a lot of gray zones not regulated by law. So managers make choices based on their own ethical compass. Thus, I disagree with you that all managers who act ethically just fear to be punished by regulators for violation of laws. So people can act not just because of fear, they just using their own ethical compass. What do you think? Well, Tim, I would say that uh, enforcement of, of any anti-corruption law, uh, and usually the law itself, 
establishes standards and principles that create a right uh, compass or a correct moral compass, allowing not only a person to act ethically, but also to avoid um, sanctions for the company. Okay, so does it mean, Tom, that you think that common sense of an ethical manager is just not enough? Well, that's really a tricky question, Tim. We could start with the proposition that don't pay bribes, period. And if everyone followed that, um, perhaps we would need anti-corruption laws. On the other hand, um, what may uh, not seem like a bribe in some situations may violate a law. So for instance, uh, in the United States, we allow what's called facilitation payments, which are small payments, things like uh, uh, gratuities uh, to get into a country at the border or to get electrical service or for police protection. But in other countries, certainly such as the United Kingdom, uh, those law, uh, those, uh, that law, uh, the UK Bribery Act does not allow facilitation payments. So I think that knowledge of applicable anti-corruption laws and enforcement trends and ethical behaviors of top management all can lead to success. On top of what you have said, I would add that all three components you mentioned are essential. During my in-house compliance practice, sometimes I heard from managers that they were planning to act more aggressively due to low risk of enforcement. This is the case when managers have chosen corporate income as a priority over their ethical views. Based on this example, I have found out that you cannot rely fully on moral compass, which for different people and corporate cultures is different. To keep an honest man honest. So perhaps we could conclude that uh, the statement that companies in the absence of regulatory sanctions might act ethically is only a partly true statement. The practice shows, Tom, that you are correct. Depending on corporate culture from company to company, the situation might differ. Tim, uh, our listeners may remember other um, podcast series, particularly Compliance Man podcast series that we've done. And you've talked quite a bit about corporate culture and the need for management to set a strong ethical culture. I was wondering if you might kind of revisit why you think management must set a culture and really why the corporate corporate culture is so critical to doing business ethically and in compliance yes tom i think it's a critical part of the success and there are two components actually which you have mentioned the first thing would be the following and knowledge of the specific anti-corruption laws that are applicable to this particular company because as you have said sometimes those laws might be different and may, there might be uh, nuances. In the very same time, you should have a very strong ethical culture, which is shared by top management and senior managers. So for me, it was good to hear when I, I, I heard that managers were saying, okay, well, let's lose money, but let's not have this FCPA type of risk. So when you have these two things, which are, knowledge of the applicable anti-corruption legislation and in on top of that you have ethical behavior you have it in dna of the company that would constitute a very 
good and healthy corporate culture. So I still think that those two components are essential to be successful. Tim, frankly, I could not agree with you more. Uh, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope our listeners will join us for our next episode of Compliance Man, True or False. If you disagree or wish to share your views on uh, any of our topics, please comment in the uh, whatever uh, forum you uh, listen to this podcast, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, or Megaphone, or the Compliance Podcast Network. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If there are topics you, are li- you would like Compliance Man to explore, we would love to hear from you. So uh, let's have a sincere global conversation together. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. Thank you, Tom. Goodbye. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance Man, True or False? If you'd like more information about Tim, I've linked to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Or if you need some help in Ukraine, Russia, or any of the countries in that part of the world, he's definitely the guy for you to contact. If you're interested in finding out what it's like to move to the CCO role or to sit in the CCO chair, I hope you'll check out my series, The Compliance Life, where for one month I focus on a current or former CCO. This month, it's Gabe Hidalgo. Gabe has a fascinating journey to the CCO chair. He's now a managing director at K2 Integrity. So check out The Compliance Life in the month of June featuring Gabe Hidalgo. Compliance Man is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.